Hello and welcome to Hardy Party of Five and a Half. Welcome. Rebecca, before we get started, I need to ask you a question. Ask me. Will you marry me? <laughs> Why, yes. I will. Finally. Oh my goodness. We need to start thinking about where we're getting married and everything. We already did all this. Oh yeah. It's been almost 30 years since we did that. 30 years. It's a long 30 time. 30 long that years. No, I'm kidding. It doesn't seem that long, does That's it? That's a long time to put up with me. Oh, please. 30 years. Does 30 years seem like a long time ago? It does. In so, this case, you mean? Or does it in general? Well, I just think sometimes it seems a long time ago, and sometimes it seems like it just happened. I agree. Do you remember? <laughs> I don't remember. Anytime you start the question with, do you remember, the answer is always, heck to the no. <laughs> So I can make up anything. You know, anything you want. Okay. Tell us how we got engaged because I don't know. <laughs> really? No, I do remember parts of it, but I okay. don't. I just I'm terrible at details. I wish I wasn't, but well, I'm terrible. This episode is all about getting engaged, and kind of we're going to talk about how it's changed since we were kids, right? Into what it is now, mm -hmm. and kind of. Of course, Scooter's going to have some history notes of yeah. how this all got started. Okay. But first, I want to talk about when we got engaged. Okay. And you're going to love this story because you never heard it. <laughs> this is brand new to me. Yeah. So, it was 1992. It was. Um, it dating, was on your birthday. We'd been dating six weeks. Six weeks. Whoa. Six weeks. Yeah, I wouldn't tell everybody to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Take your time. Make sure it's the right thing. What can you possibly know about someone you're going to spend the rest of your life with in six weeks? Uh, enough, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. We spent the next 30 learning the rest of it. Yeah. And still learning. Yeah. You said something the other day that I said, I've never heard this story before. Ever. Oh, when I was in elementary school and I used to do the Dolly Parton you impersonation. You used to sing like Dolly Parton. Can, can we have a reprise? Nope. My <laughs> voice is way too low for that now. <laughs> but like at recess and everything... I was probably hanging around nerds then and too. I don't know. I, I don't two? Know. <laughs> you just called all your friends nerds. <laughs> I have athletic nerd friends and then I have nerd nerd friends. Okay. I've always been that way. Athletic nerd friends and yes. nerd nerd friends. Okay. Yes. All right, good. So they would at recess, for some reason I was able to sing like Dolly Parton and I would sing nine to five. So what? they would run up and they'd be like, sing nine to five. And I would do it. And then we'd play... I heard this story for the first time Dodgeball. like two days ago. Yeah. And I said, oh my gosh, I never heard So the answer to my own question is, there's plenty of things you can still be learning after 30 years. I learned something new. See, you used you to go. sing like Dolly Parton. Yeah. It's pretty hot, right? <laughs> so, okay. Incredibly hot. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so let's fast forward from 1982 to 1992. Okay. Um... Okay, that night we went to Friday's. We're in North Arlington. Right. In Texas. By in the between ballpark. Dallas and Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. Yep. Kind of by the ballpark. ballpark. Yep. Mm -hmm. So we do dinner there and my idea is my plan is I'm gonna give her the ring later that night. But first we're gonna go over to Marble Slab. And right in front of Marble Slab there's these cool horse sculptures, fountain that's really pretty and mm -hmm. epic kind of thing. And I'm sure a bunch of people have gotten engaged in front of that fountain. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Yeah. So Lincoln Square is right next to Friday. So I'm like, hey, you want to go get some ice cream? Nope. And, nope. <laughs> nope. I'm not in the mood for ice cream. <laughs> so here I am. Like, what do I do now? <laughs> plan is time to go to plan B. <laughs> I can't force you to get ice cream. <laughs> So I'm just thinking, okay, where's another romantic place we could do this? Because I can't just, it'll be weird just to walk to the fountain where the horses are. Right. So. Um, another romantic place. So we just got in the car and started driving. We started driving north, apparently. To the fish hatchery and grapevine. That's so romantic. <laughs> well, it was like grapevine. So it was kind of nice out there. There was it no was, hotel out there then. It was nice. There's really nothing out in grapevine then. Right. So it's kind of cool. So we're driving along and I had promised Rebecca her present. It was her birthday. So I was like, I'm gonna give you your present. It's getting close to midnight now. 
dangerously close yes. to the night. So what did you say to me? Do you remember? Uh, vaguely, basically, that I, you need to give him my present because it's almost midnight and you're about to miss the day. Right. And you don't want to do that. So, <laughs> and you don't want to do that. This is over if I don't get my present. <laughs> so I, we were in your little Toyota Tercel, mm -hmm. your little red one. Yep. I was driving. They don't even make those anymore. They don't make them anymore? Mm -hmm. Wow. I've made those in a few years. Okay, gosh. Um, it'd been cooler if we were in a DeLorean then. They don't make those either. <laughs> okay. Anyways, <laughs> that's the segue. Uh, or sidetrack or something. Yeah, I don't so, know what you're segueing to. <laughs> I don't know. So I turned to you and I said, just get your gift. It's in the door next to you. So I just put it, I put the box with the ring in it in the door next to you. Right. Because I was planning on when we got to the fountain, after our ice cream, I was going to let you out the door and grab it out of the door as you went to the fountain. But, of course, we didn't want ice cream. Yeah. So, you grabbed it out of there, you opened it, and then I asked you in the car, will you marry me? Mm-hmm. And... I guess I said yes. I think... Refresh my memory, but I think I said yes. You you said no, but <laughs> we went ahead and we went, ahead and went, went with it. We went so. with it. So, that was our personal story. Right. And no, no phones, no social media, no. no no fluffy stuff. Right. Just an almost angry woman <laughs> about to miss her birthday. Who goes. didn't want ice cream, but <laughs> Who, wanted her gift. That's right. So, and we talked about how it's changed over the years. And we'll kind of get into that when we get to the Jake and Kate story. Yeah. But like I said, I, of course, looked up some history of this. I want so, to hear because we were talking about that. I'm like, because yeah. one of the questions you had is from? like, why does the why does the woman get to wear an engagement ring? The guy has nothing. Right. Like people can see that she's taken, but what? Does... And I really didn't find that out. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> but I found out some other history. This stuff. is proof that this show is <laughs> happening now. <laughs> we like to just get in here and Let see what roll. happens. That's, That's right. right. And we feel like we're at our best when we do that. Yeah. So, there's a few things we're going to talk about the history of. Okay. And the first thing is asking for your hand. Asking for your hand. Which is basically the would-be husband. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh, you do have a ring. Where are we? Um, we both have rings. Look at that. <laughs> um, the would-be husband mm -hmm. goes to the father and asks for her hand and lets her know, lets the dad know, hey... I'm, I'm serious. Gonna I'm going to take care of your daughter. It's going to be awesome. You know, can I, can we do this? Yeah. So really that came from early on. None of this was romantic at all. It was basically a contract between families. So the would be husband would see if the dad would say, okay, if he didn't, it was over. Like That's there it. was, there was no, there was no romantic. I'm still going to be with her. Or it was just like, right. Because now it's like, if you're going to ask for someone's hand, it's like, we can go, we can, you can give me your blessing, Father, and we can go about this the easy way. <laughs> <laughs> or you can say no, and I'm still going to do it anyway. Yeah. You want to do it the easy way or the hard way? Would you like to have a relationship in the future or not? Well, and of course, the bride was the key component because she Yeah, is, she had no say. You know, in a lot of respects, I guess. I mean, this, we're, we're talking generalizations. I'm right. sure there was... I'm sure there were couples that went and did what they wanted to do, yeah. but majority society-wise, this is how it was. And the bride was obviously important because they were birthing the next generation, so it oh. was important to both families what was going on, you know. Yep. So that's where that came from, okay. because it was more of a contractual, less romantic thing than we think of today. Right. Now, there's also a thing called the... Well, had they even been talking up to that point? Sometimes I bet you they or if they like across I the like pasture. Probably set up. I think she's cute from across the pasture. I'm gonna go talk to her dad. Well, then you've got like Ruth and stuff in the Bible, so I know. that was more romantic. That's what I like he went, and but still, that was a. Can you tell us that story real quick in like one paragraph? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's interested in her, but he ends up working for the dad, right? Yeah, for yeah. Seven, for like seven years, right? Yeah, because yeah. he wanted to marry her. So it, again, that was more of a business contract but then. but he had to i mean he, he saw her he knew who she well yeah was. they obviously had a relationship of some kind yeah i mean she was working in his field yeah but so. that's what i'm saying what if you're like across the field 
she looks pretty. I think I'll go talk to her dad. And then you go talk to her dad and you're like, hey, I think I want to marry your daughter. But what if the daughter walked in at that point and you had never been that up close to her and you all of a sudden changed your mind? <laughs> could you do that? Well, I guess you could. You're like, yep, gotta go. <laughs> My mom's calling me. <laughs> My mom's calling me, yeah. Exactly, that's what it is. Um, okay, so you have that. And then there's the old three-month salary rule. Three month what? Three month salary rule. Salary? Yes. Okay. There's a tradition that the ring should cost three months salary. Wow. The market value of a diamond is in no way associated with someone's salary now. But back then... Um, this is not approved by Dave Ramsey. No, it's not. Probably <laughs> not. So diamonds became so important because of the ad campaign. Because marketing matters. The De Beers diamond sellers came up with a marketing campaign, oh. and they were saying that it should be a three-month salary thing. What? That's yep. crazy. And they made it seem like diamonds were super rare and luxurious when they really weren't, because by this time, it was 1936 when they wow. came out with this ad campaign. By that time, we had large diamond mines that we could get all the diamonds from, so they really weren't as rare as... Oh, interesting. They, they led them to believe. So I'm glad that's a, a three month salary. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, that's like, if you do the math, that's a fourth of your salary. Yeah. For the year. So, okay, that's do you want to know where the on bended knee came from? Yeah. Okay. It dates back to medieval days. I was going to say, is it like knights? Knighthood, stuff? chivalry, and formal courtship. Which is funny because they're all dressed in metal. How do they get down on one knee? <laughs> it takes a minute. <laughs> I'm all about the logistics. <laughs> Hold on while I take this well, armor now, off my leg. Well, now I'm picturing the tin man trying to get yeah. down to... <laughs> and then getting the oil can. Kink, 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 and then going down. So, <laughs> maybe that it was time like she's that. like, no, don't do it. I'm well, going to say no. By the time he hits a knee, she's walked off. You know? <laughs> so that's medieval times is the 5th through 15th century. Okay. So the knights would get down on one knee in front of their lord as a display of respect and obedience. Oh, in front of their lord? Like whoever was above them. Like if they were a knight for a lord okay. in a certain area. So not asking, not in talking to the female. Well, that's kind of where it came from. They would show respect to their boss by um. getting down on a knee and respecting them. So that kind of morphed into... The, the lady you were interested in, to show her respect, you would get down on one knee. Yeah, you didn't really do that. No, we were just in the car. You didn't give me time. I was going to do that at the fountain. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. we had a bench and we had plenty of space. Tell me about space. the fountain again. I'm just kidding. I don't remember. <laughs> well, there was plenty of space at the fountain for me to go down on a knee. But that, would have been, that would have been really nice. I guess, I guess, I guess we weren't traditional, were we? <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, babe. It's okay. It worked out great. It worked out. And honestly, it was both of our personalities. I, yeah. would, I would not want it any other way. Yeah. Because it's really just who we are right. so. okay so we've talked about the husband asking for the hand from the dad we've talked about the three-month salary rule and then the bended knee now yeah. the engagement ring engagement ring yes in two in 1214 that was back in the day 12 oh wow pope innocent the third innocent innocent okay boy there's no pressure with that name is there <laughs> right gosh can't have anything against you there wow he introduced a law stating that couples who wanted to marry had to observe a waiting period. So that's kind of where you get the engagement okay, period. time period. Mm -hmm. uh, between agreeing to the marriage and actually going through with the legal and spiritual contract. Now, during this waiting period, um, maybe I did answer this. The couples were ordered to wear a ring on their finger as a mark. So both were wearing rings. Okay. I just don't know when it became just the woman wearing the ring. But initially with the Pope in 1214, he's saying both people need to wear a ring to show that they're betrothed to each other. Okay, so he did wear a ring. Yep. Okay. So, but I don't know when it changed to just the bride doing it. You right. Know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, back then they were very, most engagement rings were very cheap, just made of whatever metal they could find. Um, and like precious metals and stuff were obviously reserved for the richer upper crust people. Yeah. So, there so you go. then though they used that ring, and then later when they married them, they had a more expensive ring, the three month salary ring, or that was the whole other time period. Well, I would, that's the three month salary became like in the 1930s with oh, the okay. ad campaign, Way later. campaigns. 
I would think with the poor people in medi medieval times, whatever they had is what they had. I don't think they upgraded to anything else like we tend to do. Okay. Like the poor people were just like, just what this used. is what I got. Wow. Yeah, here we go. You know. It's such a big deal now, too. All of it's a bigger deal. Oh, my god! Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Because <laughs> the thing is, it's like the engagement period where it used to just be like this waiting period of like, is this going to all work out? And now it's like, oh, we have to have this time period to plan the wedding of a century. Right. Like, it, it's so much now. I mean, people have wedding planning books as thick. You know, it's crazy. Well, you put it off a year and a half so you have time to plan it. Exactly. Okay. So the diamond that's in the engagement ring. Okay. Do you want to know kind mm -hmm. of where that started? Yep. Mm -hmm. In 1477, this is before we got married, <laughs> Archduke Maximilian of Austria. Okay. He belonged to one of the biggest ruling dynasties in Europe. And he wanted Mary of Burgundy to be his wife. Okay. I wanted Rebecca of Oklahoma to be my wife. <laughs> <laughs> see the, see the parallels? That sounds so romantic. I know. He presented her with a ring, and the, he used diamonds, flat pieces of diamond, to spell out M on the ring. What? Yep. My but, ring didn't spell anything. <laughs> well, what's cool about this is back then, this is before they discovered all these diamond mines. Okay. Diamonds are very rare. Like, okay. they really aren't now. Yeah. They kind of drive up the price to make you think they're rare, but uh -huh. diamonds aren't that rare. Um, so... There's different clarities and stuff that make it more expensive. Oh, well, yeah. But, yeah. But back then, they didn't have any mines. This is like 300 years before they found the big mines we use now. Okay. Like, the big mining, diamond mines. Yeah. Um, it was so expensive but that by the end of his life... It would have taken 10 years of his income to pay for it. Okay. So that's how much he spent on this ring with flat diamond spelling an M. Wow. So that was like the first time that's recorded that diamonds were presented in the ring. Okay. Interesting. Cool. Kind of cool, right? Yeah. Thanks, thanks Maximilian. The diamonds represented some kind of purity and... Well, yeah, I, I mean, I'm I would sure. have thought that the modern would be... Like now when you get married, they say... It's a circle. It represents eternity. Yeah. Never-ending happiness. That's a that's a Prince song. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what the... That's what... They they have all kinds of things they say in a ceremony now about the ring. But really, yeah. that's... We know the truth. Okay, do you want to know about the ring finger now? Yep. Okay, the ancient Egyptians. Again, this is before we got married. Okay. Just barely. Um, they I, hope, I hope the word ancient gives that away. <laughs> We're classic, not ancient. Classic. Um, the ancient Egyptians believed that there's a vein running through this finger, your ring finger, okay. that runs directly to your heart. Aww. And they're really not wrong because all your veins really run to your heart. So, But they thought there was a main vein from the middle finger. But yeah, if I lock this not finger, the finger off, the ring finger. is blood going to spurt out of it and I'm going to die? Well, if you're not taken to the ER, <laughs> yes. Okay. This reminds me of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard all of a sudden for some reason. Okay. I just picture Johnny laying in the ER right now. They're never going to believe you. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, you don't want it to end that way, guys. No. Let's not do that, okay? Um, sometimes you weren't meant to be together. No. Okay. So they thought that this vein went from your finger straight to your heart. Okay. So Greeks and Romans kind of took on that same tradition and it's to symbolize and they did it to not just symbolize like being betrothed to someone to marry they also did it for business partnerships and they did it for slavery too like you would wear a ring to show that you were belonged to that house that wow. you were a slave in hmm. so rings were kind of showing who you belong to okay. in a lot of different ways yeah so huh. okay now the engagement announcement wow we're back to pope innocent again oh wow he wanted in Two and twelve. I keep wanting to say two thousand, but this is twelve fifteen, okay. not two thousand fifteen. Wow. Twelve fifteen people. That's crazy. Before we were married, um, he announced that when he announced that they needed rings, he also announced that they needed to formally announce it. Okay. Because the idea was, it also gave people, and this, like we talk about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, probably shouldn't have been together based on the dysfunctional relationship they had. Yeah. 
the engagement period gave time for people around them to like intercede if they saw that this oh. shouldn't if they shouldn't be a couple this was some time for people to go hey okay and it probably gave the couple some time too to go okay maybe we shouldn't do this but for the pope it was like let's make sure you should be together wow because in the church obviously they don't want you to get divorced yeah so make sure this is the and they wait till the wedding day to say does anyone see any reason why this man... <laughs> well, see, that's where you? that came from, too. It's like, this is your last chance. If you want to get up and tell somebody you shouldn't be together, do it now. Does anybody so, ever stand up? It would be very awkward. I'm sure it's happened. I'm sure it has happened. But it's kind of an awkward, awkward moment if they do. Yeah, for sure. So, okay, I have... And I found a knot survey. The knot survey? Oh, yeah. To kind of give us some percentages of today. 78% of engagements are initiated by the man. Okay. So that's what? That's 22% by the women. lower than I thought it yeah. would be, but okay. 87% are proposed on one knee, which I didn't do, so I'm part of the 13. Wow. Is that 13%? I yeah. I don't know way to be a rebel. And thank you. 91% had a ring to present. Okay. When they asked. Who proposes without a ring? I guess 9% of people don't. Huh. This is just the survey. Okay. Don't kill the messenger. Um, 91% said the exact words, will you marry me? Aww. I did that. I was yes. in the good percentile. 50% of proposals nowadays take place in a public place. Yeah. Which we don't, our engagement does not qualify for 50%? 50%, like oh, half are in a public it. place. Yeah, now. okay. I would have thought it was more than that. And, okay, here's the thing. Engagements, it says four months of planning for the engagement. Mm -hmm. Like, yep, and that sounds about right. About what we're, what, about, what we're about to share with you, yeah. it's about four months of planning. Yeah, four months. So, and 66% 66 of men choose the ring on their own. Okay. Yep. They do. And they look at 26 rings on average. Jake wow. didn't look at that many. I don't think so. So those are just some percentages of what's happening today. But Jake was pretty smart because he like went and looked at her Pinterest board and saw what she liked. Like he had already did some narrowing down before he got to like where he was making big decisions. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's kind of where we're going now is how it's changed. We kind of started with our story. Yeah. We talked about the history of where all this came from. And now we're kind of getting to how it is today. And we talked about the change is really social media, don't you think? Yeah. To, to a big degree. Because you want to have something to show on social media. Right. And that you, it's become more of a big production than when we went through Yeah, this. but I mean, what did it say? 50% of people are in, are like, make it a well-known thing and 50% don't? So, yeah. I mean, what if it's, what if it's just not that? I mean, yes, that is what has changed, obviously, social media, but still half the people want something more private yeah which so, i think is cool i was that was an unexpected number to me because you i guess you you, you, you see the big you ones. can't see the other ones. right you see the big ones all the time on social media or whatever or right. they go viral yeah you can't see the other ones so yeah but they're still happening there's still yeah. plenty of introverts and private people that's kind of cool though i kind of like that there's just nobody with the last name hardy that falls in that category <laughs> yeah. okay so now we're going to we're going to give you the lowdown of Mission Pop the Question. Here comes the ring handoff, smooth like butter from Scott Hardy right there. Boom, dressed like the Unabomber. Don't miss him in the background, frantically running and taking off his sweatshirt. Also see that Kate has just now realized what's happening and there's Scott in the background still taking off his sweatshirt. Jake hands off a bag. There's all the siblings with signs that say, will you grow old with me? Scott shows up not looking like the Unabomber in actual dress clothes. The siblings all gather around. Parents are in the back. Grandparents are in the back friends off to the side taking pictures. Jake is swinging her arms because obviously he's very nervous about what he's saying. Gotta get down on one knee and says, will you be my plus one at our wedding? She says, you got me because she was totally and 1000% surprised.
Okay, Rebecca, so mission, part the question. Yes. Give us a timeline of how this happened. Well, I think Jake talked to Kate's dad. His name is Todd. Jake talked to Todd sometime in November because of we really year. had to do yeah. it. What we couldn't figure out is like, when does he talk to Todd that Kate wouldn't be with him? I mean, it was, and the other thing is that's different nowadays is you're sharing locations. Like most people know oh, where everybody yeah. is at all times. That's true. So Jake just couldn't zip up to Arkansas to talk to dad. You know, there had been all kinds of red flags. Yeah. So we waited for a time for Todd to come down to one of Kate's volleyball games. Of course, Jake was there. Double header, which was perfect because Kate was occupied the whole time. That's when Jake swooped in said, Todd, <laughs> can we go get a sonic drink between games together? And Todd was like, sure. And then later, I think Todd was like, Nah, I'm good. But then I don't Jake, really need a drink. Yeah, then Jake had to say, "Actually, I was just hoping to talk to you for a couple minutes." <laughs> so I they, think Todd was messing with him. They had a secret meeting in the car where Jake said all the things he needed to say, and I believe Todd said all the things he needed to say. And they came to some firm agreements, but in the end, Jake got Todd's blessing, and the ball was rolling. So then, sometime. Gosh, honey, I can't remember, but really things kind of had to come together towards the end a little more. I mean, there were times that Jake came home and we were, you know, we went and looked at rings. Yeah. But Jake had done his research because he had been on her Pinterest board and he already pretty much had narrowed down what she liked. Okay. Yeah. And then. Good job, Jake. Good job, Jake. And he also had apparently apprehended a ring out of her jewelry box. Oh. Um, to know what size that she needed. So theft was involved. Theft was involved. Okay. Yes. And so uh, then... They say crime doesn't pay. Well, it did in this case. It did in this case. Mm -hmm. He so, was just borrowing it. He didn't steal it. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully he gave it back. <laughs> <laughs> so then he came into town one weekend and we had met with a jeweler and he already had all the, all the specs. He already had all the things he thought he wanted and came to an agreement and... He had worked the entire previous summer and really, I mean, meal prepping every week and taking his food and not, not eating out. And he had a goal and he was Put successful. Put into the savings account. He did. He was yep. successful. So he purchased a ring. And then after that, I mean, it really wasn't until we were getting closer to, to the, you know, the actual engagement. And, and it was fun because, you know, the mother of the, the groom we don't get a whole lot of say in a whole lot of things, you know, but the engagement and the rehearsal dinner are kind of like what, what you get to have. So I had a lot of fun just kind of knowing that this was something that I was helping Jake plan. And Jake, you know, so many people asked me if I was nervous and I said, I wasn't really, I wasn't really nervous that things wouldn't go well. I just thought Jake has entrusted us with a, a plan and Jake likes a plan, you know, yeah, he, he likes does. a schedule. Yeah. And if things were going to go smoothly, I felt like he had entrusted us to do that. And I was feeling a little pressure from, I don't want to let Jake down because he had certain things that he. Well, and also we wanted to make sure she wouldn't say no. So we would constantly ask Jake, it was kind of a running joke. We'd be like, okay, what are, what are the odds now? What's, What's the, the percentage? percentage? Mm -hmm. And it would start out like 75%. And then it, it grew to 85% by the time we got to the... No, it was more than that. Because <laughs> I think at Christmas time when he secured the letter J on his stocking. Oh, think, that was... House, yeah, that, that pumped it up. Bumped him up to 95%. Right. But then I think he gave her a bloody nose playing pickleball or basketball or something. Bumped him down to 92%. I mean, yeah. yeah. So he was back and forth. Back and forth, which is why when he asked her, but around ninety percent, that's around ninety percent. Yeah. When he asked her, he said, "Do you want to make this a hundred percent and be my plus one at our wedding?" Oh, uh, I know it was so that's sweet. That's pretty good. So take us back to the planning stages. Oh wow. So I knew that we wanted to have a a dinner afterwards, just the families, maybe a couple of extra friends, but really just. And the where family. were we going to be? In Bentonville, Arkansas. Yes, in the square in Bentonville. Yeah, and so I had kind of looked at some other restaurants, but honestly, some of those restaurants were like, yeah, it's $600 to rent, and we seat 140 people. Well, we just didn't need that big of a venue. No, not at all. We needed something much more small and, and intimate. And so Kate's mom, Jen, had told me about this little boutique that is painted real funky in the back and real cute, and they basically just kind of move their stuff forward and put up a little kind of, what do you call this, like a wall, but like the kind that folds up. Like an accordion yeah, like that. wall kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. And so they put that up. 
And it was just the cutest thing. And the lady's like, I said, how much I really want to be able to decorate and that kind of stuff. And so we didn't really want it to be just for two hours. Like we wanted to come in the morning and decorate. She was like, you can have it for the whole day. It's, it's 275 or some 250 for the day. I was like, girl, take my money and also charge the next people more because you're too cheap. <laughs> and she even had linens and um, table, you know, all kinds of the chairs, the table. What was the name of the place? It was called Ollie and Meg's. Yep, in Bentonville, Arkansas. In Bentonville, Arkansas. And it was right next door to a place called the Peddler's Pub, which also Jen had told me that that was a great place to that they would come over and cater, just cater the pizza, right? right next door. Yeah. So that's what they did. They actually, I sent emails to both places and quickly got answers. And on, let's see, New Year's Eve, or was it New Year's? New Year's, somewhere around New Year's. Yeah, I think it was. We It was on my birthday, I think. We went over to Ollie and Mex because we were in Arkansas. And this was kind of our reconnaissance mission. Yes. To kind of check out the square. And also, Jake wanted to do a ring handoff. Oh my goodness. Because he didn't want to have the ring. He Number one, he didn't want to take the ring out of the box, have it in his pocket, and then somehow during the day before lose the ring. Well, the ring and wouldn't could, be out of his box anyway. Well, I know, but I talked to someone this week who had the ring in their pocket. Like, wow. he took it out of the box. So he wanted to keep it in the box. But he knew if it was in the box, she could tell that he had it. Yeah, he thought the box would be like ring. too bulky. Yeah. So you guys. So that's where I came in. Crazy. And you saw it on the video. We've already played the video. So at the very beginning. There it is, the ring handoff. Now, when we got to the square, the first thing Rebecca looked for was a drainage ditch because I knew this ring was going to end up in a drainage ditch and I was going to be hunting down a ring pop for this thing to go down. <laughs> <sighs> I was so nervous about the ring handoff, but it went perfectly. Well, and we'll go back because probably starting to know, when did we get the ring? Do you remember when we got the ring? Like the actual box? I mean, what was it? it maybe, well, January? Yeah, it was around that time. That's yeah. when, And when Jake would come to town, we would be in the living room and we would cross and work on our handoff. With the baseball. With a baseball. With a little baseball or like a dog toy. We would yes. just... The funniest well, time and that, was... At, at a certain point, we had the box so we could start... Yeah. The last time that y'all practiced the ring handoff was immediately... Kate was here. And she said, I'm going to go take a shower. And as soon as we heard the shower pop on you, you guys were like, let's that, practice. That was our last chance. <laughs> and I don't think you ever dropped it. No, we didn't. You didn't drop the baseball or anything. Well, it also helps that Jake is taller than me. So when my hand comes up, it goes right into his. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's coming down and I'm coming up. Yeah. So it, it worked perfect. out perfectly. Yeah. Ugh. So once the ring was secure, then I had secured the place for dinner and had the catering set up. I mean, then we're just kind of sailing a little bit and then it wasn't until closer to time. Then we got, at this point, we just got to hope they don't break it. That's right. Yeah. I had asked um, Kara Kinney, one of my best friends, because she's fantastic at decorating, to come and help me just set up that space and make it kind of special and all that. And so she, it was, I was so glad she was there and her daughter Hannah was there taking pictures and Alex was taking pictures. When didn't you get a bunch of stuff from Stacia too? Yes, Stacia yeah. is my client who throws amazing parties. She has place settings for up to 60. I mean, like ridiculous. And all this amazing decor. And so she said, come dig through all my stuff. So I took care of and we went and dug through all of Stacia's stuff. And uh, I found that to be very free and very perfect. <laughs> <laughs> very free. Uh-huh. And then I also had asked Jen for pictures. Um... And I turned them all into black and white pictures. Oh, yeah, that was cool. And I made a 16-foot-long table runner of, of baby pictures. Kate yeah. and baby Jake and growing up Kate and growing up Jake and then couples pictures of them. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, so that was kind of special. I knew that we were going to throw it away, but, but I also knew it wasn't that necessarily, honestly, that expensive to make or really that hard. It's a glue stick. and When, like, you had them as babies at the ends and they grew together older yeah. in the middle. That was cool. So it was kind of cool. Yeah. So we got all the decor and all that stuff. Well, and then I made some signs. Yes. So, yeah, Scott, you made signs that said, will you grow old with me? And yeah. all the siblings were holding them, minus Alex, because he was holding a camera. And we threw in Megan, who was one of um, Kate's best friends. So she was holding a sign. We flew Drew in from Colorado. So all the Sims. Drew came in a couple days before that, or the, at least a day and a half. He came sure. in the day before yeah. and before we got there and actually stayed with 
Kate's brother, Tanner. Yeah. And, he, and Kate has no idea this is no happening. No idea. There were so many times that we were just knew that we needed to you know, talk secretly and whatever. And me and Kate, me and uh, Jen and Jake had a secret message on on uh, Instagram, on Snapchat. So we could throw things in there whenever we needed to. Well, also, when we would text him, like if we had a question about the mission, we would text Jake. And somehow it became, the code phrase was, what is Alex doing? I How did that become a phrase? I came up with that. But the point <laughs> was, here's what was supposed to happen. If I was going to say, hey, Jake, what are you doing? Yeah. Okay. His response was supposed to be, nothing. What's up? If I if, if if he was free and he was there was free. no catering, but if he said nothing, what's Alex doing? Well, then oh, he was supposed he to was say supposed that to back say, to you. Yes, <laughs> okay, that never happens. Well, I was just told if you need to talk about any of the mission, you told me you should text Jake. That's what because, is Alex doing? That's because he never figured out the other way. <laughs> well, either it way, it worked. worked. It never worked. It really did work. Well, but it makes if she would have picked up his phone and read. That your mom wants to know what's Alex doing. Yeah, we could just what? say we texted the wrong person. Um, but at least she doesn't know we're talking. Yes, yeah. yeah. but at least she doesn't know we're talking about the mission. So anyway, I just thought <sighs> it was hilarious. Works. It was funny that that became our secret yeah. phrase. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, now everything is in place, and it's time for the day of. And I okay, I mean, yeah. Start with the morning of when the Jake's, morning of we went. You can when Jake is texting us, you can tell he's hyperventilating <laughs> as he's texting. So tell us how that he went. He was texting a lot. Everybody. Everybody. Yes. Oh, is everybody here? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? We're leaving here. We're going there. How are we supposed to get in the car? What are we supposed to? And we have this car. And then apparently, I don't really know exactly what Todd said, but Todd is such a great actor that Jake was like, "What? That's not the plan." <laughs> yeah, Todd came in and said something. Which was part of the whole plan for Todd, and Jake was like, what? You've changed the plan, and then Todd's like, no, I got you, dude. Because oh, they were going to Kate's, Tess's, yeah, Tess, yeah, Kate's dance sister's recital. dance recital. And that was that morning. So traditionally, I guess, maybe Tess gets to pick where she wants to eat after the dance right. recital, or it was her final one of the year, and so there was some specialness to it, and that's why Kate and Jake were even in town. Right, yeah. And actually, Jake played this off so great, because Jake... Um, wasn't even supposed to go. And he had already asked off for that weekend, but he didn't tell her he had asked off. So sometime during the week before, like Wednesday, he gets his schedule and he, lo and behold, is not working. Why? Because he asked off, but he didn't tell Kate that. See, so, that's a deep cover I just found out about. A deep, I didn't, you didn't know that. I didn't know that. So he texts Kate and is like, hey, guess what? I didn't get scheduled this weekend. I don't know why. I can go. I can go home with you if you want. <laughs> You didn't know that? I did not know I mean, that, that part. Wow, second. that's genius. Genius. Too. Yeah. So that is how he ended up going home with her. So they, and, and the other thing too, that we've been playing for a while. See, Jake doesn't wear anything but athletic clothes and Crocs. Pretty much. So we had to find, kind of figure out like months before. I didn't need it to be like buying some special outfit at the very last second. But Jake's kind of needed some nicer clothes anyway. Yeah. So we kind of went on a hunt. He found the brand by Shaquille O'Neal. Surprise. That Shaq. he, that fits his ginormous self. And he loves them. Yeah. So we, we just bought him some new clothes. Not just a new outfit. I think that would have been more like tip somebody off. Yeah, like some this red flag. more like, yeah, this was like I just you need, need some, some clothes. New clothes. Yeah. yeah, so we got him some new clothes. Got him some Hey Dudes, the shoes. He seems to love those. So all of a sudden, Jake's like starting to dress like he's not in the normal. gym all the time. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> normal. <laughs> so they get up to go to the, and I think Kate was not going to wear a dress, but maybe her sister talked her Yeah, didn't the it. sister say, hey, this dress will look cute on you? Yes, and she did. She looked adorable, of course. So then uh, they they get up, they go to the recital. Jake is texting me crazy. We're about to leave. We're standing up. We're moving here. We're going there. <laughs> and he was going to go. Jen had kind of put them on a mission to like, go get some flowers or something. I forgot to get Tess flowers. You go pick up this. Well, yeah, they acted like, oh my gosh, we forgot flowers. Yeah, so they were, so they were supposed gonna go, to go to Walmart. Go do that. Yeah. Um, just kind of throwing them off the, the path. But anyways, everybody shows up at the square. Okay, it was funny when Jen showed up, the mom. Because she was so nervous about it. And she uh -huh. said, I said, have you been sweating all day? And she's like, yes. And she said that she volunteered at the banter recital to stay there all morning. And so she like, wouldn't be yeah. around Kate and give anything away. Yes. I thought that was, was hilarious. So yeah, oh, she yeah. said I couldn't even be around her. <laughs> 
So I can imagine that would be hard. Yeah, know? it would be hard when you know it's happening that yeah, day. Oh for gosh. Sure. Yeah. So then, so Jen shows up first, and then everybody trails in quickly behind. We have like three dozen balloons we're holding. Yeah. Okay. My parents are there. Um, the adults are my parents and you and I and Jen and Todd. And then Hannah and Kara came over. Kenny's came over. And everybody else had a, a role to play right. there with the signs. So siblings and best friend. And I was the Unabomber. So, yes, you're the Unabomber. <laughs> so the, the siblings were all set up with signs that say, will you grow old with me? Um, when Kate walks up, she is, she is, they said, just meet us at the square. Well, hold on. What? I'm, can I add some little yeah. details in there? Sure. Okay. So I'm behind a car crouched down mm -hmm. in a hoodie. The hoodie is tight around my face. You can basically just see my eyes and my nose. It's an 85 degree day in Arkansas. I look ridiculous. But he's got to do this ring handoff. That's right. I had 1,000 other ways to make <laughs> this work, but they've been practicing. So So I'm crouched down behind a car. Alex is right behind me because he's going to take he's pictures and pictures. stuff. We had other people, like, there's another... In between the other cars. Yeah, the video we showed was another, another person girl. videoing. Mm -hmm. So we're all crouched down, and I'm th we're probably waiting 10 minutes at this point. And I'm just thinking, I'm going to get arrested because I look like I'm breaking into cars. Because I'm huddled yep. under the car, I'm in a hoodie, I totally look like I'm breaking And in. I'm thinking, how am I going to get that ring away from him before he gets hauled <laughs> off to jail? I'll just toss it to you. <laughs> so I had gotten, gotten some of the emergency takes from Jake. And he's like, okay, where are we going to do this? Like, where's this going to happen? On the mm -hmm. little square on the sidewalk. Well, there was a, we were there earlier in the day. There was, remember earlier in the day, there was a big farmer's market. Yeah. So there was people everywhere. So yeah. we were like a little concerned. There was even a rumor that another engagement was going to happen after the farmer's market. Right, yeah. Which fortunately didn't happen. They were going to do a flash mob or something. Yeah. Like. So when we were at the farmer's market that morning, I was trying to find like a spot on the sidewalk where I could tell Jake, okay, here's where I'm going to be. Like, this is where you're going to see me. So there's a big light pole there. I said, I took a picture of the light pole. First, I said, what is Alex doing? <laughs> <laughs> he said, they were in the car at this point. They were driving to, they were driving to the recital. He said, he's, he's in the car with me, but he's sitting up front and can't see my phone. <laughs> Did you know that? Yes. Yeah. Oh so, and I sent the picture. I said, Look for this light pole. I'm, you'll, I'll be there. I promise I'm going to be there. So I, I'm crouched behind the car. Alex is behind me, like to my side. So I'm here. I can see y'all moving around. Like we've, we've got a sighting of the couple. Yeah. So I leaned back behind the car. I was crouched behind. And I saw, I'll never forget, I saw Jake and Kate right at the corner right there. Yeah. Kind of catty corner yeah. to the square. Yeah. And I looked at Jake's face, and he looked like he was about to throw up. <laughs> Fortunately, he's a foot taller than Kate, so she wasn't seeing his reaction oh right my now. God. And what's funny is they told us later that they saw the balloons and stuff in the square, but they were like, oh, somebody's doing something in the square. Yeah. Kate had no idea it was for well, her. Well, actually, she also said that her she saw her brother. She saw yeah. Tanner first, and then she saw her brother, and then she saw all these balloons, and she was like... Guys, these people are trying to have a party and you are <laughs> Why too are you close standing to them. there? Yeah. <laughs> You're you were crouching in on these people's like get together and she didn't realize it was for her, but she thought her family was just like too close to something. Yeah. Which it worked out because they were gonna meet for lunch, so it worked out that they were just hanging out. Well that's why she was looking for yeah. them. Yeah. So I find out later because Jake and Kate got on the sidewalk and it was a little bit before he got to the light pole. And I found out later that Jake inside was freaking out. He's like, where's dad? He's not making it. Where did he go? Why is he not here? He acted like I had anything else to do in Arkansas at that moment. Like I would be somewhere else. But irrationally in his mind, he's like, he's not making it. Oh my God. Well, I was a couple of cars down from that light pole. I didn't want to be on the sidewalk too long. Yeah. Because she may not have noticed it was me, but she would have noticed the crazy guy in a hoodie. So I was two car lengths down, and as you saw in the video, it was smooth like butter. Oh, it was smooth like butter. And right as I got to them, he said to her, look at those balloons. And she looked off. It also helped us that she couldn't see because she didn't have her she glasses, glasses on. glasses on. That was bonus. So as, as I got to Jake, she turned away, made the move. It was perfect. Oh, yeah. 
In the video, you can see Scott racing around the back, you know, changing out of his clothes. But they, I, and I they, threw the hoodie in a trash can and kept moving. I threw it on a trash can. Yes, you had yeah. to go back and get it, actually. Yeah, we had to go back and get it. It was uh, Drew's hoodie. It was Drew's. And then Kate tripped over a corner when she started figuring out what was happening. And then... Well, there's that moment in the video where she stops and realizes, oh my gosh, this is for me. Yeah. You know? Yes, exactly. So then basically they walk up and... The siblings all gather around. Everybody gathers around Jake. I, you know, he couldn't really hear what he was saying. We're at the, there's a water feature right behind yeah, there. Yeah, the fountain. Uh, we were all kind of standing back enough that, you know, that was fine. They had their little, they had their little moment. It was private within the public. Yes. I, you could hear him say, well, maybe you can't hear him say, well, you, you know, will you be my plus one at our wedding? And he does get down on one knee and says what he's got to say. And she said, Yes, and then she said, you got me, because she had no idea. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. She had no idea. Yeah. So it went off perfectly. Once we went down for um, dinner, Jake had purchased a Bible for Kate with her new married name on it, um, which was very sweet. And I asked um, my dad to bless the food, which is very special. I'm just so thankful that my parents are still around and of the age of... Like, they can still get to where they want to be to watch. Yeah, they the drove all the way there. Yeah, I mean, yep. they just, they don't hesitate to be a part of what's going on in the Hardy House. And they they love to be included and involved. And they, they jump at those chances. So, I'm just always so thankful for that. So, I was very happy they were there. And um, then you gave a toast that you almost didn't make it through. <laughs> well, it was, you told me I needed to do a toast. And we wanted to do letters, too. Like, we wrote a letter to... Yeah. Are you ever going to write a letter to Jake? And my letter, my toast kind of turned into the letter. So yeah. I just kind of read the letter as the toast. Right. And I was doing good. I couldn't really look at them as I was reading it. You did get choked up a little bit. Because Jake was getting a little choked up. And I mm -hmm. could hear the big guy getting emotional. So that got me at the very end. So. Yeah. Were you more choked up about Music Man or about this toast? Uh, music Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And just in a different way. I didn't cry. I wasn't crying at the engagement. And you were crying at music. I was crying at music. <laughs> it's a different kind of thing, though. It's it's a lot deeper when it's your when you're talking to your son and his yeah soon to be bride. That's yeah. just a deeper thing. Yeah. But I wasn't like physically crying. Yes. I got choked up a couple of times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. but no, it was a great thing, and I'm glad I got a chance to say a few things about yeah. them. Yeah, so, that was yeah. very sweet and special. So yeah, then the food was great. Yeah, we had that. What did they have before? What were our appetizers? That was so good. Mm, there was a bruschetta bread, yeah. and there was also a artichoke dip. Yeah, that was so good. Like that it was really good. Shout out to Peddler's Pub. Yep. Yeah, it was good in Bentonville. So yeah, then a little bit later that evening, we went to uh, the Hudgens. Kate's parents have a really cute place with a beautiful like side that's got a huge humongous place for a bonfire yep. and a little bit of pond and I mean it's just great for yard games and sitting around a bonfire and that's what we did. We so that's how there. we ended the night. Yep. They played some cornhole and some what is it called? Trash can? Yeah. Uh and some other fun stuff and my parents came to that too and I was really glad they did and so yeah. Because your dad and Todd are best friends. They're best friends. They really are. Yeah. They're best buddies. They pretty much are. Yeah. So the uh, next morning, because then later Kate and Jake came over to where we were staying. Yeah. On the Airbnb the that we, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then what was our breakfast like the next morning? That was a pretty cool place. So there's a place right off the square called uh, something 21, C21, I think is what it's called. And it's a museum, but it has a restaurant in it called The Hive. And so it is really kind of fancy. Like it's, Really fancy food, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Like, it's from scratch kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we love a place with a small menu, so they they can do, like, a few things really great. And so this was a small menu. And then also has a museum. So we walked around and saw the museum, and we, we sat and had breakfast. Really, it was pretty pretty much Jake and Kate and the Texas crowd, because all of us were about to hit the road. Like, we were we were heading out. Yeah, they were going to hang in Arkansas. Yeah, so. so they were, and Kate and Jake were staying, so. But at this museum, they have giant, like, Maybe three or four foot green penguins. Green penguins. That are kind of a moving art exhibit. You can move them around. Yeah, so how many did they say they were? Fifty? I can't. Two hundred? I can't remember. I can't remember. 
But we add, there was one at another table, and we're like, hey, can the penguin come over between Jake and Kate? So they moved the they penguin moved. over. Yeah. And we had a penguin with us for breakfast. Yes, that was kind of So, fun. yeah, the hive was a pretty cool place. Yeah. It was fun. If you're ever in Bentonville, that is that and the Onyx Coffee Lab is right there on the square, too, which is really good. Yeah. Okay, before we sign off, I just want to share something cool that happened after we posted your play-by-play -play video of the engagement. Mm -hmm. A young musician named Logan Neff from North Carolina, which is where I'm from, so go Tar Heels. <laughs> he sent us a song that he sang at a wedding that he felt like Jake and Kate would really love. Yes, it's called With You, I Want to Grow Old, which was perfect for their engagement. And they really love the song. We are going to leave you with this beautiful song. Please listen to it and go follow him on social media, Logan Neff. And it's called With You, I Want to Grow Old. Party Party Five and a Half, over and out. We'll see you next time. You follow me down to the water. Honey, let's make this dream come true. Well, I ain't thinking about nothing. Except for this moment.